Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. I thank God for this opportunity, and I hope that the story you hear tonight will touch your heart and will make you think a little bit. So happy tonight to welcome Pam Warren. It's nice to have you with us tonight. It's good to be to here. To share your story, and uh, you have an interesting story, I know. So um, let's begin. Just tell us a little bit about your time as a Latter-day Saint. You were born in the church, were you? I was. My mother told me that my father had died a few years, a uh, few years, a few <laughs> months before years, I huh? was born. Yeah. yeah. And she was in San Francisco oh. alone with my wow. sister, who was just barely over a year old. Wow. And it was the Mormons who befriended her. Oh. And she never forgot that. They just, you know, invited her to church. She just really loved the organization. Yeah. Then she met a man who never was any religion that I know of, and we moved to Yuma, Arizona, mm. and I went to church there, and she would drop us kids off at church, yeah. and I loved church, and um, then she'd pick us up and take us to the movies. Oh. We thought that was pretty great. <laughs> yeah. And then we moved to Utah, yeah. and... Um, moved to Layton and I went to church there and wow. I was and in the church till I was 45. Oh my. So you were baptized at eight, were you? Or? I was. And your sister, was she also baptized? Yes. Okay. And then were you active, I guess, in primary and youth programs? And, and mutual. Yeah, and mutual. And went yeah, to seminary? all my friends, were, I went to seminary and yeah. And graduated from that. And oh, really? Got a pen and so a diploma. Four-year graduate. And <laughs> yes. So what kind of a testimony did you have of the church, uh, Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon? Have you, did, have you ever read the Book of Mormon? Or I did. You know, I had trouble. I always used to have trouble reading scriptures. So I went to the library and I checked out the children's uh, version of the Book of Mormon. Oh. And I read it. And then I was able to pick, up, pick it up and read it. Yeah. And I thought it was full of all kinds of good things, and I really, I liked it, and I thought it was all truth. Wow. And I just assumed that everything that I was taught must be true. Yeah. So I never really thought much about it. I, I really didn't know how you could believe if Joseph Smith was a prophet or not. But if they said he was, then I thought, well, okay, I didn't ever worry about it. Uh, so in reading the Book of Mormon, and of course Joseph Smith claims to have translated that from Golden Plates, do you know more about that now than you did oh, at the time? Oh, yes. <laughs> I've, you know, I've heard all the things that are currently, well, there's a lot of information available now. A lot more now than there was years ago. And also it? you think about things, you know, about, well, how could that be? And, and it really, I, I always wondered, there was always questions that I had, but I just figured there was something wrong with me. I just couldn't understand that. I thought it was you rather than the, the book or anything. Right, so we, I didn't worry about it. Yeah, so in, in, taking seminary and then you get, get a little older and you still active, I guess, in the church, or uh -huh. you? What yeah. happens after that? 
Well, you know, I would go to church for a while, then I'd quit going for a while. Because when I'd go to church, I'd leave feeling really empty. And I'd wonder why, because everybody was so nice to me, always. And they still are to this day, even when I tell them that I'm no longer LDS. Mm. And this one time I went to my ward, and everybody was so nice to me. And they said, oh, are you new in the neighborhood? And I said, well, no, I've lived here seven years. No, dear. <laughs> but they didn't know me because I hadn't, you know, I'd gone to church once or twice, but yeah. hadn't been there for years. And then I actually was a visiting teacher. Is that what the women yeah. are? Yeah. So, and they didn't have enough people willing to do it, so I had to do it by myself. Oh. But I did it. I was yeah. very faithful doing it. Wow. You know, it was kind of fun. Well, what do you mean by an empty feeling? Is it just... Uh it just seemed strange or I you know I really can't explain it mm. but I would leave not feeling I don't know uplifted or fed maybe that's the word oh. I'm looking for what did you think about Jesus at this point then well I thought that he and and Satan were brothers but Satan was a bad brother yeah and that Jesus um, I thought he was supposed to be our Savior but that he had to earn his, his godhood own, or, yeah. you know. He had to come to the earth and yeah. get baptized and get a body. and Yeah. So that's a different Jesus than the biblical Jesus. Is that right? Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. All together because yeah. Jesus is God. You yeah. know, he's, he's God the Son. Yeah. But the Mormons teach, of course, that he's uh, just our elder brother. and That's right. So what was this, uh, again, the empty feeling? Is that, is that anything that you, you just didn't feel like the meetings were giving well, you? Well, <clears throat> you know, my entire life I would hear things and they would float around, kind of like looking for a place to settle in my mind or my heart. Yeah. And they just didn't make sense to me. But I didn't really investigate it because I just assumed I was the one with the problem. Do you think there Now are, I realize it was the Lord leading me, really. And trying to teach you or something. Do you think there yeah. are LDS people in that same situation today that uh, uh, Oh yeah, I believe hopefully that they're, they're listening and Yes. <laughs> what I is, believe that there are. That that just uh, don't feel real comfortable but they don't know are they just unwilling to look? Do you think that's part of it? Well, I think some people, now I know some people who are very happy, just, I don't know that they necessarily believe everything, but they're real comfortable. I have friends who worked out at Temple Square, mm. which I think would be wonderful. And um, they don't really want to give that up. And then there's some people who think maybe it's not important. I never knew it was important to know the truth. I just figured that if you believe something, and as long as you were kind of true to it, because I didn't understand that we're all sinners, and you know, yeah. really, you just try to be good, even if I think Sean McCraney said it, you know, that he knew inside he wasn't really good. I thought, yeah, bingo. Yeah, but on the outside, you try to portray yourself as good. Isn't that part of the pride that we have as As long as Latter I can convince <laughs> you, you know, if you <laughs> think I'm good, good oh, what a nice woman, you know, yeah. then that's really all that mattered. Yeah. I thought it mattered just to, you know, to have good values. And I think, well, they have good values. I always listen to the conferences. I'd record them and listen to them while I was cleaning the house or, yeah. 
and they were they said good things. Yeah. One of the other things too uh, about it's very difficult for for Latter-day Saints to leave the church is the culture, the social. Sometimes yes. they don't believe perhaps in this story. They're, they've been able to look back and think of gold plates and angels and this gospel of Joseph Smith that he's put forth, but they, they have a hard time giving up the cultural and the social aspect mm -hmm. of it. Have you found this same kind of social and cultural in the Christian church? Is there life after Mormonism, so to speak? Oh, there really is, yeah. <laughs> and I don't think the Latter-day Saints understand that, do they? I don't think they could, really. Yeah. I mean, we socialize, uh, we have fun together, and we don't try to convince each other. We'll sit there and say, you know, we're all sinners. Aren't we Freely grateful <laughs> for Jesus Christ? Isn't God good yeah. that He would give us a perfect his only begotten son to suffer for our sins. Yeah. And Most of so, which are willful sins. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, there's such a pride in the Mormon culture. Yeah, well, that's that, what it engenders, really. Yeah, and looking down on others that can't do as well. And then anyone that ever has a question uh, or, or challenges anything, then, then they feel like they've been deceived by Satan and that they're, yeah. they're looked down upon. And, yeah, I, I just wanted you to be able to share that, and it sound, sounds like you found this is the same as I have, that there's a wonderful world, a Christian world out there, people who are, have values and, uh, and they have great culture and social programs and yes. programs for the youth and the kids and, and everything else. And they're wonderful people. Yeah. So now as a Christian, how, what is Jesus, what does he mean to you? Oh. Jesus is my everything, and I, I mean that. That's not just something to say, you know. When I think that as willful a sinner as I am, and He knew me, and He died for me, yeah. He's my Savior. Yeah. And He died, He paid for my sins on the cross, and He did it because He, he loves all of us, and He doesn't want anybody to be lost. And, you know, I hear people say, well, a loving God would never send you to hell. Well, that's why he gave us his son, Jesus Christ. That's right. You know, and he's my savior. And why would I want to be a God? I want to go live with him. He's the first person I want to see. After you yeah. pass on. <laughs> I mean, I have loved ones, but he's the first one. Oh. I want to thank him. Yeah, for all for he's what done he did. For us. Yes. Well, this is something I didn't understand, like you said earlier, that we believe Jesus is our older brother and that he did a great work for us. But we have to do all of the work ourselves. And then if we fall short, which we certainly will, then he'll make up the difference. But in Christianity, he is everything. Yes. He is God and he didn't need to come to the earth. Mm -mm. He did that because he loves us. And it's just such a wonderful, different story than the, than the Mormons would have you believe. Well, you know, what I learned is <clears throat> the first time I heard the truth, I was convicted. My, uh, I was dating my husband at the time. He took me to church with him. And so this I went a Christian home. church? Yes. I just w went there to meet his friends. You know, yeah. I didn't realize I was going to be changed. <laughs> and so I started reading the Bible and praying. And uh, I just realized that 
even my prayers later as I learned and grew as a Christian, I learned that even my prayers weren't, I couldn't even take credit for them. Because I asked, what is the truth? I want the truth. I found out I'm a truth seeker. I, I want the truth. Yeah. And I can't even brag that, you know, I didn't even ask what church is true. I just said, I don't care. You just show me the truth. Show me the truth. Well, then I, as I learned, I realized that the Holy Spirit gives you that. So I can't even take credit for that. <laughs> I can't take credit for anything. I am bought. Isn't that amazing? And I belong to Jesus, and nobody can take me away from him. Wow. You mentioned the Bible, and uh, do you remember the Bible much as a Latter-day Saint? Did you get into the Bible <clears throat> much? Well, I don't really remember, you know, specifically. I know that I just couldn't ever read, I couldn't see any reason for the Old Testament, really. It was just... Didn't apply uh, to... Yeah, yeah it, you know, I couldn't understand it. Hard to read. It. And, uh -huh. yeah. And I didn't know what the purpose of it was. And the New Testament, did you have much of a... Well, I had nice stories in it. Yeah. So I liked the New Testament. As a Latter-day Saint. Yes. And we do use some of the scriptures. We pull a few out and make them the ones that seem to support the, mm -hmm. the Mormon doctrine and so on. Now what does the Bible mean to you? Well, the Old Testament introduces you to God and it leads you to Christ. There's a, you know, it's just a line that goes straight through the Bible. And as I read the Bible, I realized that everything, uh, the Bible, you don't have to get in a fight with anybody over it because it just supports itself. All you have to do is read it. Yeah. And some of the stories, like I didn't realize what a sinner King, uh, King David was. <laughs> I only just kind of, and I'm not blaming the Mormons for that, but... I just remember the kind of the good part of it, you know? Yeah. And I thought, wow. But I could see why God loved him so much because he was so humble. Yeah. He sinned because he was a person. That's actually been one of the little joys of my journey here is that I'm, I'm very hopeful for David. He, uh, in the Mormon church, I don't think we believe David's going to make it. He's, he just did too much sinning. and. So he's going that's to be... That's interesting because that's... Do you, did you sense that too? Yeah, yeah. I was so surprised. Yeah. So he's at least a, somewhere in the telestial kingdom, way uh -huh. down. But as a Christian... Because he blew it. Yeah. But yeah. as a Christian. And, and think of all the Psalms and the beautiful things that he's written. Yes. And to know that his sins have been paid for um, by Jesus as much as anyone else's sins. And that we'll get to see David... Um, and look at Paul. Not worried about him making it to the celestial kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and look at Paul, my goodness. I was just blown away, really, when I read that he didn't do what he would do, and he did do what he wouldn't do. I thought, well, him too. There's a humble sinner, isn't it? Yeah, and that gave willing me to admit courage. That. Yeah. See, you, because I've met people who think I'm too bad. If you only knew about me, you're, you cannot be too bad. Well, like you said, you just never feel like you can do enough or be good enough yeah. because you just have this guilt hanging over. And you know how you are in your heart, and yet the, the church would have, the LDS church would have you believe that it's your fault mm -hmm. and that uh, you just can't measure up. And you just got to try harder. Yeah, and so yeah. there's a guilt. So when you're actually born again and, and spiritually regenerated, that burden just lifts off your shoulders. Isn't Completely. that a wonderful feeling? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm going to heaven because I trust God to keep his word. 
Yeah. And I think that's the point is if you can't believe all the Bible, you have to believe he either can't uh, protect his word yeah. or he refuses to do it. Yeah. And that's one of the things that always bothered me wow. is why would God allow that if he's so powerful? Yeah. And this, this whole business with everlasting life, if you believe in Jesus, you'll have everlasting life. It, it was just so fascinating to me. I'd always believed in a celestial kingdom. And of course, there's no reference to that at all in the Bible other than the one in 1 Corinthians, and it just means heavenly yeah. things. And terrestrial, of course, is earthly, if the Mormons would really read that in context. But uh, isn't that wonderful to know that you're saved because you believe? Uh, now, what yes. does, that, does that mean then? And this is a question we ask all the time about what's most misunderstood. What do you think the Mormons would say to somebody that just says, well, I can believe and be saved? Yeah. Well, don't you think they just feel like, well, okay, so now you can just go do anything you want? And well, you have to. I mean, you take on Jesus Christ because Satan, of course, believes and he's not saved. That's absolutely true, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you have to accept it. I mean, it has to, you you have to make him your savior. Yeah. And yeah, it's just as simple as that. And you are supernaturally changed and you can't explain that to somebody you have to have experienced it and then yeah you can do anything you want but you don't want to live a sinful lifestyle you do sin because we're we are sinful people you know we just we sin without even meaning to but yeah. it's still sin but we don't live but, a sinful lifestyle no. it's just that we always fall short but you don't have to That's feel right. guilty for it that's right. Because you know those sins have been paid for. And you know your uh, conscience is different because it's not like, like I, I would repent, but it was because I knew the difference between right and wrong. And yeah. so I would think I did wrong and I shouldn't do it, so I repent. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, I do not want to do that. And plus, you know, then if I have to apologize or repent, or it's <laughs> awful. And it's a total different thing. It is. And, it and is. the Mormons even believe that if you sin and then repent and then you sin again, that first sin comes back on top of you. So, I mean, you're just never able to catch up. When I was baptized at the age of eight, which wasn't my idea, I didn't really, I don't remember really caring about it, but it's just something you did, well, so you I did it, you were probably such know. a sinful eight-year-old that you I, had to be I baptized. Was. I was a real brat, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Ask my sister, she'll tell you. Well, but uh, I remember uh, my mother was baptized the same time because she had never been baptized. Really? And somebody else, a friend or somebody. And I was baptized first, and I went over to sit down, and then I thought, so have I sinned already? Oh. Well, maybe I sin now. <laughs> well, may did I sin? And, you know, I was just so full of angst, and I never told anybody. You know, you and felt. certainly never told my mother because it was supposed to be a joyful time. But I was so hung up on I was afraid I was going to sin. And then all my sins had come back on me. Yeah. Yeah, that's just what they believe. Because, see, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. There's some eight-year-olds who can uh, accept Christ and make him their Savior, but some of them it takes longer, and it has to be your heart. You know, you have to have a saving relationship with them. Yeah. You mentioned earlier about prayer. How is prayer then really different for you? When you're praying to a, I don't know, I just sensed 
before, and I may have read more into it than this, but I was praying to a God who, who was a previous man, who was a sinner, yeah. I assume, somewhere else. And again, Jesus was, uh, was a God, or I don't know, I just had this sense that I was praying. Now I'm praying to an almighty God, I guess is my point. Yeah. Do, you, do you sense that too, that you're praying to a... Total difference. Yeah. He's not like us. He never was like us. And doesn't that make him so much more wonderful and awesome? Oh, awesome than is an the LDS word. God. I mean, really, how can you have as much love and respect for somebody who was like you, used to be like you, yeah. you know? I mean, he never was like us, and he created us. Yeah, that's a big difference, too, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. But he, but he has such love that he would be willing to come down, sacrifice himself, and or do what for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. Yeah, we and never could have. And give us a have. free gift. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? In love, so, you know. I know we haven't talked a lot about some of the other transitions in your life. Were there things in the church that kind of made you question? Uh, Joseph Smith is a prophet, and you said you'd read the Book of Mormon and went to seminary and so on. Were there things that kind of, now that you've learned more about the Mormon church, I guess, are the things that drew you out or that you questioned? Well, I, I never really thought much about Joseph Smith at all, oh, okay. you know. I mean, because I, mean, I just assumed that I, I couldn't understand why I didn't, feel things, you know, I tried to get the burning in my bosom. I tried to get that and I couldn't get it at all. I so didn't you prayed, feel it. Even after you read the Book of Mormon, you tried to get the burning in the bosom? And always. I mean, I always did. And about plural marriage, uh, my friends and I would talk about it and be, <laughs> well, you know, when you're in the celestial kingdom, everything will be okay. And you'll understand. Yeah, so yeah. You, don't, you don't worry about it because yeah. it's going to be okay. We just don't understand right now. Yeah. And I honestly really, like I said, I thought it was me. So I didn't worry about those things, but I always assumed that I probably wouldn't be in the celestial kingdom, but I'd probably be in the middle kingdom because I was kind of a good person, not too bad, you know. <laughs> and uh, that's where most people would be. I thought in heaven it'd be mostly men and children who died before the age of eight. I really thought that. And mm, I had men, somebody recently. Not many women then? Yeah, mm -hmm. I didn't think there'd be a lot of women except <laughs> for the ones who grew up in heaven, you know, after they died before oh. the age of eight. Oh, I, I figured that's how they accomplished that. I, <laughs> I don't know what I thought. Kind of. Oh, interesting. You try not to think about things you don't understand. So yeah. I, well, speaking of the burning in the bosom, do you think there are other LDS out there that have prayed about the Book of Mormon and Joseph Smith and, and really um, kind of don't have that burning in the bosom, but maybe they act like they do, or mm -hmm. they think they do, or, I mean, not think they do, but they bear a testimony as though they had received the burning in the bosom, but really never have. You think there are people like that? Well, I think some people might, I think you could maybe give yourself a burning in the bosom. I'm not sure I couldn't, but, <laughs> you know, I, because I always kind of had a relationship with God. That's what made me wonder. I think, well, God, I just don't believe that about God, you know. Yeah. But yeah, um, I would hear people give their testimony and they'd say, oh, I just, I believe that Joseph Smith is a prophet of God. And I think, well, I wish they'd explain that. Why do they think that, yeah. you know? 
Oh, they, it's more than believe. I mean, it's, I know that Joseph Smith's a prophet. Yeah. I know the church. I know President, whatever the prophet is at uh -huh. the time, I know he's a prophet of God. And, and now I know so much more about the Mormon church than I did before. And I'm just, I just, they don't know. I mean, they yeah. can say they know, but the burning in the bosom and that feeling in the heart, heart, Satan can use that too. And like you said, he believes but he's certainly not going to be saved. Yeah, because he knows. Yeah. I mean, he does know. Yeah. But he wants to, and Satan, he just loves a lie. Because you can have the truth and have one lie in it. It still yeah. makes it a lie. Yeah. Because that'll keep you from God. Yeah. And uh, see, I, I've noticed that a lot of them, uh, when they have a loved one that dies, they'll say, um, I know that they're watching over us, or I know that they're uh, with some other loved one. Yeah. And once in a while I'll say, well, but isn't it really even better that you know they're with Jesus? And they'll go like, well, yeah, <laughs> but they're with Aunt Molly or something. And I think, well, isn't that sad that yeah, Jesus that isn't... Isn't and, the important. And why, important. I mean, why did I think it would be okay to live in the middle kingdom without being... They said, I guess, that Jesus would be there. He'd yeah. come visit, but God wouldn't. No, right. And I guess I thought that was okay. That was good enough. But yeah. I wonder why, because that's no. not good enough now. <laughs> well, Pam, believe it or not, our time's almost gone. Uh, I've sure enjoyed hearing your story. And you have such a wonderful uh, Christian walk now, and, and you enjoy Christ and the Bible, and, and your prayers to God are so much more important and fulfilling and satisfying. Yes. and but there's a blindness out there. You mentioned deception and the lie, and they repeat that deception quite a bit in the Bible. Yes. Well, I hope you LDS will take an opportunity to think a little bit and to study the Bible and learn what you can. Appreciate you joining us. Good night. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Music